Okay, so today I am here with my new friend, Lenny Pratt. And Lenny is the founder of Awakened Self-Healing. Um, and Lenny, thank, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yes, thank you so much. I appreciate being here. Um, great to um, know you and uh, connect with you. I love your voice, by the way. You, oh, thank you, you so good, much. Uh, radio voice. <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you. Um, so you, you founded um, Awakened Self-Healing. Um, so, so tell us a little bit about what you do with that. Yeah, so uh, my journey actually started in 2007 uh, when I had um, breast cancer and my kids were nine and three. And so I was very uh, determined to heal. Um, having had uh, very few years with my own mom, you know, I definitely did not want them to suffer that. Um, and I wanted to make sure that, you know, I was present for every important occasion and all that. So anyway, um, I did go through the medical system. I um, had a lumpectomy and radiation, but I declined chemotherapy. And I am so thankful that I did. <laughs> and instead what I did was um, change my diet, my lifestyle, um, my whole outlook. Uh, the day after I got diagnosed, I started yoga and I didn't know anybody mm -hmm. um, doing yoga. Um, I just, it, you know, it was just a natural pull. Yeah. And so I kind of stuck with it and all that. Um, and from yoga, of course, came breath work, um, meditation, uh, Ayurveda, um, natural healing, um, non-duality or Advaita Vedanta, mm -hmm. and, you know, all kinds of holistic um, healing modalities that I tried, um, you know, including uh, infrared sauna therapy, rebounding, um, you know, uh, Dinacharya, which is an Ayurvedic practice of uh, different um, self-care practices, stone cleaning, um, and skin dry skin brushing, things like that. So a lot of the you know natural, old-fashioned um, wisdom from uh, uh, ancient uh, teachings. Mm -hmm. Nice. So did when you when you um, when you were going through the, the the procedure and you were speaking with doctors, did were they encouraging you to get the chemotherapy? Was there? Uh, yes, they were. So they <laughs> yes. were pushing to do that. Yes, in fact, uh, I had to change my oncologist because she had a tantrum and was not accepting that I did not want to do it. And um, we were in a tumor board, which was interesting. A tumor board is like a, a whole bunch of doctors and, you know, from different areas like anesthesiology, oncology, um, radiation. So all the different um, departments that um, is involved with your care, 
Mm-hmm. And um, and basically, the tumor board is like they study your case and then they come up with options. Except there's really no options because there's only one option in the medical system, which yeah. is chemotherapy, and there's nothing else. So I was like confused. Why am I? Why are we doing this again? Yeah. There's so no so the so when you had had the operation, do they do? Are they uncertain if all of the cancer is removed? And, and um, is that why they're suggesting chemo? Because they're like, you know, we removed the cancer, but we're not certain that all of it's removed. So they want to do chemo. Is that how they do it? Um, no, actually, the tumor board was even before the surgery. Okay. Right. So um, it's just basically looking at the different options. But like I said, there's no other options except what they, you know, normally do, which is, you know, um, surgery, radiation, and chemotherapy. Yeah. So I opted for the first two. Now, they suggested that I do extra radiation because they weren't satisfied with the margins around the tumor. Gotcha. So okay. I had maybe six extra radiation sessions mm-hmm. in addition to the normal. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm glad that you found a you you found your way through that and you're you're healthy and you did it in a natural way. That's awesome. Yes, yes. And you know, and that's how awakened self-healing was born, was because I wanted um to be like a guide for others um through this um you know illness journey or cancer journey, whatever. Um and let them know that it's it's not all um, allopathic uh, medicine that's the only option, right? There are many, many other options, and you can even combine them, mm-hmm. like like what I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And um, awakened self healing. It's because basically you're awakened to the fact that you can self heal. Right. Right. All healing is really self-healing. You're just allowing the body to self-heal by uh, providing the circumstances that allow the body to self-heal. Okay. I like that. I like how you said that. That's (laughs) (laughs) so here. So the big thing is, okay, so we're, we're here today to talk about this thing called the toad. Yes. And and you experienced the toad and you and you were you were dealing with some some life crises and and depression, some anxiety and you went through this thing called the toad and it's um I'm going to let you it's called it, another wor- way of saying it is the 5 MEO DMT. I know really nothing about it. I was watching a podcast with with Tony Robbins of all people and Mike Tyson together and they both did the toad and had these really incredible experiences and then I've read I've read a little bit about people having incredible success stories that deal with depression PTSD anxiety and um and then we got in touch because I you and I started talking via via 
Facebook and I realized, oh, wow, you did it. And I read this wonderful article that you wrote about your experience. I'm like, what is the toad? Explain to the viewers, what is the toad? What is 5-MeO-DMT? Uh, okay, so 5-MeO-DMT is the technical term uh, for the substance that is um, uh, emitted by the Bufo alvarius toad. Okay. Or, yeah, and it's- A Bufo alvarius toad. Yes. That's where are they where are they found so they're found in the sonoran desert okay uh, in mexico and i believe arizona as well okay um and it's kind of controversial right now because because of its popularity um people are discouraging um getting the the substance from the toad because there's of course abuse right when it becomes that popular yeah so people are encouraging to get the synthetic version because the synthetic ver version is exactly the same except it doesn't have the other alkaloids that the natural substance has okay mm -hmm. is there something no. is there something missing or viable from the 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 actual substance to the synthetic one do you no you, most people really? can't even tell the difference okay uh, there are some alkaloids but they're very negligible you know okay yeah so this substance is basically milked from the parotid glands of the toad uh, and they are basically pressed onto uh, when you press the those glands uh, the substance goes is basically um, secreted and it's placed on like a glass um, uh, like a rectangle glass that then it's allowed to dry and then when it's dry, that is basically what you smoke. Mm -hmm. Does it dry on something? Does it on dry? that glass? That glass um, contraption. Okay. Yeah. So, so the venom itself becomes kind of like a form of something that can be smoked. Yeah. Once it's dried. Yes. Okay, that's interesting. Is, did you did you um, do the the actual venom substance or did you do the synthetic? the actual substance from the did. okay yeah. so tell us a little bit about how what led you to um what was going on in your life that led you down a path to go this is something that i've read about and i think i i really need to try it or experience this this i don't know what what led you to that to the yes so um I don't know, met some people who know me, know me. I, I've had a lot of trauma in my childhood, um, but I thought I was over that. Um, but then in the last recent years, I've also had a bunch of traumatic experiences and, you know, it's kind of hard to go into that right now, but it, you know, like yeah. each year, 2014, 15, 16, 17, 18. And I guess in, from my perspective, um, a human can only take so much, you know? 
And uh, I felt that I needed like a reset button uh, to release all these pent up tension in my body, uh, all these kind of um, uh, trauma that's um, lodged into my cells. Okay. Because the body remembers all of that. Yeah. Um, and it's inside you, right? So it, there has to be some release of some sort, right? And um, uh, it was by chance when I was talking to a friend of mine and she was saying that, oh yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have this MDMA assisted psychotherapy. I'm like, wow, oh, I didn't know you could use something like that for therapy. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I researched and, you know, people have been using all kinds of different entheogens to help them with healing, with... Um, when you said, you said entheogen? Entheogens, yes. Yeah. What is that? What's... So entheogens are substances that are basically uh, allow you to experience a direct connection with source consciousness. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So there's a whole bunch of entheogens that are, uh, have been used by indigenous tribes, um, you know, uh, ancient cultures, uh, and in each region, uh, each country would have their own version of entheogens. Um, So, for example, the mushroom would be uh, the most popular one. Uh, by the um, South American and Mexican cultures. Mm-hmm. Psilocybin. Psilocybin mm-hmm. mushrooms. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then ayahuasca, obviously, is from South America and Amazon. Yeah. Ayahuasca, peyote, peyote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. From there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, um, what was going on in your life that you said this is somewhere i what what were you experiencing what kind of emotions or feelings were getting in your way and everyday life where you said i gotta i gotta try something i gotta try this um i was feeling very um, uncomfortable um and easy and easy with myself um i had a lot of anxiety Mm-hmm. Um, and really the telltale was my right eye was quivering mm-hmm. and I said wow what is this right something in my nervous system is not balanced oh geez that happens to me quite often eyes <laughs> <laughs> like quivering yeah so you know the body is um communicating to you sure yeah right it's it's like a mirror right like there's something there that needs attention and it needs uh some way to balance itself Mm -hmm. and i really didn't intentionally um think oh i'm going to do this and hallucinogenic thing and that that was not my intention i was looking for something but then my friend mentioned this MDMA assisted mm-hmm. psychotherapy and that's when it brought brought it to my attention and and that's when I researched um, all of these things that are 
being used for therapy. Yeah. Uh, clinical trials all over the world. And yeah, just a lot of research. Um, and yeah, and, and I always like thought like, why would they be prohibited, right? So yeah, and that's interesting. And we all know why. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it's because um, a lot of the, um, um, I guess, vested interest in this kind of healing is, you know, um, counterproductive to their business. So it's, you know, it's hard to um, uh, fight the, the big companies. Yeah, unless they get their hands in it. Uh, which, yes. is, which is what's happening, yes. <laughs> you know, which is what's happening. So you didn't have like any kind of rock bottom moment or anything where you said, okay, man, I'm really down. I'm, I'm, I'm incredibly depressed. I just need to go there and try this thing to see if it fixes me. You didn't have any of that. Um, no, I wasn't really like, I was close to rock bottom. Okay. And I was like super uneasy about, you know, everything about my life, my body, like everything was just, I was just in anxious mode. Um, mm -hmm. Mild depression, not necessarily, you know, severe depression, but um, more high anxiety. Anxiety. Um, Were you taking any medication for the anxiety? No, no, no. You weren't. I was taking ashwagandha, you know, things like yeah, that. Yeah, ashwagandha. Okay. All right. So then you, so you, you tried this, this, um, 5-MeO-DMT, and you you had a profound experience. I did, yes. You had a profound experience. I so did. I'm really interested in you sharing what that experience is like building up to the point of when you're doing it and going mm -hmm. through it. Um, are you comfortable talking about that? Yeah. Um, okay. I... <laughs> okay, so you're going to share with us your experience with the toad and <laughs> your yes. profound experience with the toad. It was, it was like life-changing for you. It was life-changing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so how did it go? What happened? Okay. Well, um, I had learned that there was a ayahuasca re retreat that was being offered in Oakland. Mm -hmm. and so I inquired, um, and in that retreat, they also offered um, the bufo, a various toad, um, and cambo. Um, so going into the retreat, I wasn't sure if I was going to do it, but like it was most likely I was going to do it, but I wasn't sure till I was there, like if I had trusted the facilitators enough or comfortable enough to do it. Um, and I did. So um, the first night was ayahuasca with um, five, uh, four other participants. Mm -hmm. And we started around eight, eight, between eight and 9 p.m. And it was a really nice ceremony, very intimate and, um, you know, with candles and music and really sacred setting. Um, and then uh, we had ayahuasca and, uh, you know, interestingly, my ayahuasca experience um, wasn't really 
uh, remarkable. It was, uh, I had, I was kind of, um, you know, I had a lot of bodily uh, sensations and discomfort. And of course I did purge, um, mm -hmm. but nothing earth shattering, right? Like others would um, experience, but maybe it prepared me for the next day, which mm -hmm. was, the next day was combo in the morning and combo is like a detox um they it's this one is frog medicine where they puncture holes on your skin so they punctured three holes um on my right shoulder mm. they apply the frog medicine there and before yeah they apply the frog frog medicine and they um uh, ask you to drink, you know, maybe two, three liters of water in, mm -hmm. in a span of 15 minutes. And then again, you purge and it's supposed to release a lot of toxins from your uh, digestive tract. Mm -hmm. And then in the afternoon was when the bufo was offered. Um, and it's basically, um, uh, substance where it was kind of like a powdery substance and um, they put it in a pipe and then they light it up and you're supposed to inhale when they tell you. The, so the, the bufo is the, the toad? The bufo is the toad, yeah. The 5-MeO-DMT, okay. Um, and so um, it was first my friend who did it um, and uh, you know we were just basically witnessing her uh, do that. And, um, and then I was next. <laughs> so I was a little nervous. I would actually, I was very nervous <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, because I had read a lot about it. I did uh, a lot of research um, and, you know, it's definitely uh, something that's, um, one of those peak experiences, like sure. I guess, like bungee jumping or uh, um, yeah. skydiving, right? Something sure. like that. Um, and so I did a little bit of breath work first um, to calm my nerves. So explain a little bit, Lenny, explain a little bit like what you read, because when you do read about it, it's, it's wild what people experience it's like a it's they have a a um well it's like a a, a death death like experience you like yes. you pass away then you come back and it's and it's yeah so what were you reading because i read i read some of that and i'm like going wow this this sounds like it's really potent but where people are going and what they're experiencing coming out is unbelievable yeah. So yeah, what were you reading about it? I mean, mm, well, I read a lot of uh, Martin Ball's um, experiences. He he was a facilitator of uh, the toad uh, medicine for many years, um, and he's already stopped doing that. So he's out in the open. He has books and all, mm. um, and. You know, the experiences vary um, a whole lot too from person to person, right? And it also varies depending on the dose 
Mm-hmm. And it also varies depending on how how much surrendered you are. Sure. Right? Are you ready to surrender? You know, are you ready to die before you die? <laughs> are you ready to surrender? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I felt I was ready. Like, I felt that wow. uh, I, you know, I, I needed this reset button to, to help me um, get out of my funk. Yeah. And um, so you yeah. were really mentally prepared. Well, I mean, yeah, to just to, to, like, I love what you just said, to die before you die. I mean, to get, get to that place of surrender, just to let go. There's no fight. There's no resistance. There's mm-hmm. nothing. I'm not going to, that's scary. That's a scary place to be. It was, it was scary. Um, but having said that, um, I also, having done a lot of research about it, um, have, um, realized or read uh, found out that there's nobody who who has died from this Mm -hmm. except for two people who did it in a hot tub so i mean that's (laughs) (laughs) what did they they do they drown yes right they drown yeah okay yeah they went under once they passed out why would you do that right not very smart (laughs) so anyway yeah um, so there's no um, recorded deaths from this, mm-hmm. unless mm-hmm. an ego death, I guess. Yeah. So then you took the you took the the hit. The, the, yes. Is it a big hit or is it a small little? So we were. I was instructed by the facilitator to basically um, inhale very slow and long so that means uh the timing should be i should be exhaling when he's already lighting it up because it maybe takes a few seconds to sort of create that smoke so when you see the smoke is when you start inhaling very slowly i see okay and so what do you remember after that so I remember that I was going to, I felt like I was going to purge. So I was like saying like something like I need my plastic bag, right? Because we all had one. And um, is that common with the toad for people that want, they feel like they need to throw up? Um, I, I guess so. I guess, see, the thing is, I think that it's common if you ate, Hmm. if your stomach was empty, you wouldn't feel that. Sure. Okay. But since it was afternoon, I had eaten like a piece of fruit in the morning. Mm -hmm. So maybe that, I'm not sure. Okay. Um, But anyway, that was the last thing I remembered. And the next thing that when I came to was I was in bliss and like in you know um just profound euphoria (laughs) like this is creation and i am part of this creation (laughs) like Mm -hmm. um it's just no words really can explain it but um it was just 
you know, a feeling of bliss and like um, awe, reverence, like, mm -hmm. you know, just really profound reverence for the all of creation. Wow. So that, and this was after, did, did you like, after, after you inhaled the, um, the toad, did, did, you, did you pass out or did you go out or were you aware of, were you conscious of what was happening around you? No, not at all. I was not conscious at all. Um, so in that span of time between, you know, feeling like I wanted to purge, you know, yeah. calling out for my, for my plastic bag and that feeling of bliss with hearing the music and being in awe of creation and all that that length of time maybe was i'm guessing 15 20 minutes mm -hmm. um i was told that i was screaming my head off okay so you were awake you weren't out i was out i didn't know that you didn't know that you were screaming i did not know that i was screaming wow you had no recollection of that no recollection at all so where do you think you were your mind was when you're you're screaming and yelling and you're not even aware you're doing it where do you think i was merged with all of creation yeah that's the best i can describe it as yeah uh, and physically though obviously with the screaming my assumption is that my body was releasing the trauma sure was purging pain yes suffering whatever all of those things that have been built up over decades so how long did they say that you were screaming and yelling and then how long did that take before you came out of that and you were clear and conscious again right so i my guess is between 15 to 20 minutes okay. or 10 to 15 minutes i'm not sure but yeah um, I really didn't know that I was screaming. I thought I was purging. Yeah. But I, I guess it, you could say I was purging energetically. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So the, the funk that you felt, the depression, the anxiety, the continuous anxiety that you felt, did this work? Yes. Yes, it did. It took me out of that funk um like it wasn't like a hundred percent right yeah. but i would say like maybe mm, 15 20 percent was left uh-huh right out of that so yeah, yeah it, it was so in like so like you were at a point where you were almost like kind of like rock bottom constant anxiety this constant pressure twitching in your face you do the toad and all of a sudden, and then you have this incredible, you profound euphoric experience, but then usually like days later, people return back to normal. Mm -hmm. Did you ever return back to normal? Or did it just kind of really truly reset? Um, I think it was both. Mm -hmm. There was that reset, um, portion and then I I also was conscious enough that like 
I needed to ground myself, right? Like, you know, yes, I know that experience was just um, life-changing, but I, I also knew that I had to integrate and make sure that I was grounded with, um, you know, the practices that I have been doing mm-hmm. um, and making sure that, you know, I'm not, um, you know, um, changing my life overnight, making rash decisions and all that. So my friend and I started attending integration circles. Okay. That was really helpful, you know, being able to share the experience, being able to be in community, sharing and hearing other people's experience, experiences with, you know, with the toad also or with other substances. Yeah. And the integration circles, I mean, how, what, what are they, how do they help you? What's the. Uh, Yeah. So integration circles allow you to um, share your experience, allow you to be um, heard and witnessed and um, exchange information, exchange experiences. Mm -hmm. And do you share any of the, do you share any of the, like the, the, you take away something from that experience. What, you know, like you, 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 it's almost like you, you left your ego behind and became connected to just beyond every, but you're just so you're, you're connected. So, so you're not yourself any longer. You're just connected. I mean, do you guys talk about the, the, is there a way to practice those concepts that you experienced through the ritual? Is there, you know what I mean by that? Well, um, I think I had mentioned to you that I have been studying yoga, uh, you know, breath work, meditation, um, non-duality, Ayurveda since 2007. Mm-hmm. So my toad experience was 2019. Mm-hmm. And so I have all this background that um, was became like the framework for, okay. for my experience. And so that's why I'm in this uh, space right now, um, helping others prepare and integrate um, these kinds of experiences because I want to be uh, a bridge to that gap. Yeah. Imagine that um, many try entheogenic substances and they don't have that yoga background or non-duality. And it could be very jolting, um, you know, very disconcerting for them to experience something like that. So, you know, I can only imagine that, um, yeah, it's it's not, um, it could be very ungrounding for someone. Yeah. Do you you feel like this could be an answer for a lot of people, a lot of depression and anxiety and PTSD sufferers? I feel like um, for many, yes, um, but I I don't feel like uh, it is for everyone. I think, you know, with proper preparation, with proper 
framework, um, many could be ready, right? Mm -hmm. um, some people just want a drive-by or a fast food type of experience, and, and that's not what this is. Sure, right? um, sure. So who, who sh in your opinion, who shouldn't do this? Who shouldn't try it? And can, and can people that do take like medication for depression or anxiety, can they do it on their medication or do they need to go off it? Yes, they do need to go off it. Okay. Yes. So people on meds typically can't do this. Right, right. They shouldn't try it. Depends okay. on which meds, but yes. Um, they could, however, microdose, um, and it's been um, proven that microdosing, because it's very, very small amounts, that it's mm -hmm. not uh, dangerous. Um, and uh, uh, with higher doses, though, it's not advisable to, to do that when, when you're on meds. Also, um, contraindications, right? Like, um, yeah, sure. Psychosis, mental issues like schizophrenia, things like that, um, bipolar, um, not advisable. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. So, well, wow. <laughs> what a great, what an amazing experience that you had. And you still feel the effects of it today where your anxiety isn't as intense yeah. And you feel much more grounded. Yes. yes. All from just that one experience. Well, yeah. <laughs> I have been uh, microdosing um, here and there. Not okay. Um, and also I've been doing a lot of, um, you know, my other practices, right? My breath sure. work, uh, meditation, yoga, asanas. Um, and of course, I study and teach non-duality or what's called Advaita Vedanta, mm -hmm. which is um, ancient wisdom from uh, the most old, the oldest books in history called the Vedas mm -hmm. um, from India. Uh, so yeah, so I definitely like, um, you know, the, the formula for healing is not just the ceremony itself, but that ceremony is only one tenth of the formula. Once the ceremony ends, is when the real work begins. Okay. Applying it into your daily life, right? Yeah. So you don't want anybody to walk away with the idea that the toad is going to cure you from any ailment that you're dealing with. Mm hmm. Or the toad or any other um, any other entheogenic substance. Yeah. Okay. You don't think that there's a one, like I've heard people say, oh, I, I did ayahuasca and it cured me. And I don't know about that, but yeah. <laughs> I have, people have said stuff like that. And I'm like, wow, they really had a truly profound experience if they dealt with all kinds of suffering and pain and then did a, did a had an ayahuasca experience and it removed all of the suffering and pain that's pretty profound yeah maybe you know like short-lived yeah right like because you know we're we're all kind of a work in progress right as long yeah. as we're here we're you know there's no up all the time it's always up and down right it's not sure yeah 
Yeah. Mark. <laughs> all right. Well, that's really, that's really all I had. Um, is there anything else that we could, you wanted to cover? Um, um, no, that, it's just that um, I am available for, um, you know, uh, guidance and uh, consultation, um, preparing for uh, entheogenic experiences. Um, and even without entheogenic experiences, I teach um, Advaita Vedanta non-duality, which is actually in and of by itself um, an awakening process. Mm -hmm. Right. And when when somebody awakens, then you you um, get to a place where you become free or you transcend the suffering, um, earthly suffering, um, because we have then uh, attained some sort of um, realizations about ourselves mm -hmm. um, without attachment, without aversions, without judgment. Um, and without resistance so just accepting life as is um and uh, knowing that you are not the body and the mind <laughs> that mm -hmm. you are uh there is no individuated self this mm -hmm. is just a costume all right well thank you so much lenny pratt for being here today and sharing your experience and, and all this information. We'll put your all, all the contact information at the end of the podcast so people can find you um, and, um, and any other links you want to share we'll include. And, um, but thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. This is my first interview on this. So <laughs> you're very, you're very good. Fantastic. And I really appreciate you sharing the your experience with with um you know the toad the five meo dmt and and your journey and and how and and now how you're helping other people and people that are dealing with some of the same issues that you dealt with mm -hmm. that's that's awesome thank you so much such yeah. well you have a great evening and uh we'll be in touch okay yes thank you yep. take care yes